Good morning. You're listening to The Daily Cast on Gilcullen Diary, a podcast to begin the day. I'm Brian Byrne, and today is the 20th of April, 2021. As usual, we start with the weather, and the drizzly rain from overnight will clear to a mainly cloudy day. Temperatures will get up to about 12 degrees in a light breeze that will shift from southerly to the northwest, and a generally mild night is forecast. Our person of interest today is Dan Lowry, or in fact two Dan Lowrys, father and son. The father, Dan, came to Dublin in 1878 from England, the son of emigrants from Ross Grey. He came back via Belfast where he'd opened a music hall after successfully running that kind of business in England. He'd gone into that from being a wool dyer to a singer to a publican to a theatre manager. In Dublin, he built the Star of Aaron Music Hall at Crampton Court on the site of a former saloon. He opened it in December 1879, and because such premises didn't have licences for alcohol, he said to have been arrested the following day for selling alcohol at the opening night. That may have been his intention, because Dan Lowry was a larger-than-life figure, and he knew the value of publicity. The kind of entertainment offered at the Star of Aaron has been described as strictly for men only, so notoriety wouldn't have hurt the business. Indeed, probably the opposite. In 1881, Dan handed over the running of the Star of Aaron to his son, also named Daniel, who changed the name to Dan Lowry's Music Hall. He got funding for the redevelopment of the enterprise from the Findlater family. In 1888, the name was changed once again to Dan Lowry's Palace of Varieties, and a year later, Dan Sr. died. The entertainment continued in what has been described as a lowbrow kind. It included English male impersonator Vesta Tilly and a couple unclothing in the flickering limelight, as one report said. There was a flying trapeze artist until he missed a grab, and plunged to his death, and sketches sniping at the upper classes and Irish politics. In 1892, Dan Lowry announced plans to update the music hall again, and the presentations to include opera and musicals. For this, a new company was formed, with further funding from Findlaters and other investors. The refurbished Star Theatre of Varieties opened for the horse show week of that year and was much admired by invited guests at the grand reopening. Dan Lowry always had an eye for something new and on the 20th of April 1895, 126 years ago today, he introduced the Lumiere brothers from Lyon in France with their new cinematograph. It was a disappointing show because of problems with the machine, but a return visit seven months later was to be an absolute success, and so the music hall maestro was also the man who introduced film shows to Dublin. In 1897, Dan Lowry announced a further refurbishment, changing the entrance of the building to Dame Street. It was also given another name change to the Empire Palace Theatre. But Dan was in financial trouble. Investments in theatres in Cork and in Belfast had overstretched his resources. And though the new Empire Palace was operating to full audiences and becoming controversial over political issues, he was no longer the controlling member of the board. Dan Lowry died of a brain tumour on the 16th of August, 1898, 
an obituary described him as the father of the profession of musical entertainment in Dublin. But his death and contribution weren't even mentioned at the subsequent AGM of the Theatre Company. The Empire Palace was renamed the Olympia Theatre in 1923. And now to the cast's feature of the day. Rani Grinnell is a long-established speech and drama teacher near Carnalway outside Kilcullen. She runs the Kings and Clowns School and also is a teacher of English as a foreign language with students in many parts of the world. She has recently completed a number of courses for herself and at the end of one of the very busy sessions over Zoom, she suggested that her fellow participants might like to try a little meditation as a way of winding down. We had a very, very long session, um, and at the end of it, everybody was very, very tired. And I said, look, there's something I do, and I would just like to do it for everyone. And, uh, you know, we can go on our ways then. So I did a very simple meditation with them all, and they absolutely loved it. And I was getting texts and um, messages saying, please, would I record some meditations for them? And so I've been doing a little bit of that. And then I thought, wouldn't it be nice to have a community that just got together once a week? And I, I've picked Sunday because it's the end of the weekend um, and eight o'clock because hopefully all children are in bed, that young children are in bed getting ready for school. So the adults have a chance to spend an hour just for themselves and just to have a 45-minute meditation and then a 15-minute chat about what's going on in their lives. It's just for mental health, if you know what I mean. Rani has practised meditation for very many years. She primarily uses it for deep relaxation. So what she has done now is to create a Facebook group page and has invited people to join what she calls the Meditation Room. The first session will be next Sunday and those who express an interest will get a link to participate over Zoom. I will go live and people who want to join will join and I will do the meditation regardless if there's one person there or 10 or 20 people there. Um, it would be unfortunate if there was nobody there because I would be talking to myself. But however, these things grow. And so at the beginning, um, we will do breathing, deep breathing exercises. And um, just to relax and to shed off some of the week and the weekend. And, uh, and then I will go into the actual guided meditation. At the end of the meditation, obviously, I will bring them out of it again, and then we will have a little chat. If we could do it face-to-face, -face, I suppose, at that point, we would have some tea and biscuits, and we'd sit around and just chat for a couple of minutes before everybody went away. So, because it's on Zoom, it will just be a chat, obviously. Uh, I suppose each person could have a cup of tea and a plate of biscuits with them when they were doing that. Through the meditation period, everything will be on audio only. Rani says it's important that participants feel they're not being watched so that they can fully relax. I have um, 
screen, if you like. It's called a meditation room, discover inner peace. My idea would be that would be on the screen during the meditation. But then after after the meditation, that I would then uh, open it up so that people can uh, make comments or have chats. If they want to, if they don't, at that point, they can leave. It's entirely up to the individual what they do, you know, at that point. Of course, participants would be welcome to stay too for that virtual tea and biscuits chat for the very good reason that people in such a group are also usually there to support each other. This is my vision, that it is a group that will... uh, get support from the group and give support in the group as well. Not for any particular reason, but just to know that at the end of the week there's somewhere I can go and just relax. I can tune out. Um, There are people there I can talk to about uh, my stresses and strains or whatever, uh, or how this lockdown is affecting them. And not just the lockdown, anything. So, yes, anything. Life in general, I suppose. Rani's meditation room concept is open to anyone and not confined to age, gender or background. We can come together and realise that our stresses and strains can be shared and that they're not that different. It might be exams for an 18-year-old, it might be college for somebody a bit older, it might be um, the lockdown for somebody else, but that we all have somewhere that in us that we need to just leave it for a while and just allow it be and just be ourselves and that it doesn't matter what age you are but obviously it would be over 18s. In one form or another Rani has been practicing meditation since the 1970s. What does it do for her? Over the years it has I suppose it's a little bit like prayer that uh, when you need it you go to it. And recently, I have been meditating more because of the fact that my my time, my um, actual work schedule is so different that it allows me to do more meditation. I can actually factor it in. When I was um, when I had my children, I used to do a form of meditation with them. I didn't call it meditation, obviously. I would do bedtime stories with them that would um, help them with whatever happened in their day, if you like, and uh, and with my granddaughter as well. So there are many ways that you can use this to help you in life, and it's I suppose for me. It's like a, a pool of energy that I can dip into and I can use then this energy in my everyday life. It is something that is so natural and it is so easy and there are so many benefits to it, you know, and yes, it has helped me through my life through many instances where I needed to where I needed to actually ground myself. Rani Grinnell. And if you feel that a little meditation might help you in your life, go to the Meditation Room on Facebook. Moving on, Tuesday is the publication day for the print editions of our local newspapers. And the Kildare Nationalist leads graphically this morning with the loss of 230 lives in County Kildare to COVID-19 in the last year. 
That's based on a report from the Gilear coroner, Professor Dennis Cusack, who says this demands that they and their families be remembered. The Leinster Leader's front story is a business one, that the new Dr Pepper plant in Newbridge is on track to open before the end of the year. And quotes the beverage giant as being very impressed with the quality of those seeking jobs there. For the key national stories today, RTE is still leading with the COVID story, headlining seven more mass vaccination centres opening around the country this week, bringing the total to 26 and there will eventually be 37 in operation. The Independent highlights news that three cases of the new Indian strain of the virus were detected here yesterday. While the Irish Times has experts urging caution on extending the gap between vaccine doses. The Examiner, meanwhile, leaves the Covid story to report a European Commission ruling that Ireland cannot be trusted to police its fishing quotas under the Common Fisheries Policy. My maritime forecast is that one will raise some stormy waves today in the fishing industry here. And that's all from the Daily Cast today. I'm Brian Byrne. This is Kilcullen Diary and thank you again for listening.